Hi, and welcome to Messy in the Middle. I'm your host, Jessica Lee. This is a podcast featuring real women's stories about their journey, the messy part, the trials and tribulations to get from recurrent miscarriage and infertility to baby. Join us as we talk, cry, laugh, and get unbelievably vulnerable to feel less alone in the gang that no one wants to be a part of. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Messy in the Middle. I'm your host, Jessica Lee. Uh, Update that no one asks for. (laughs) Um, If you don't follow me on Instagram, you probably don't know. Um, This pregnancy has started to get a little bit more interesting. Um, This week, when this episode is going to be released, I'll be 29 weeks. And last week, I had a 28-week scan, which found a placental lobe which is fine it's nothing to be concerned about um it's just good to be aware of heading into the birth just to make sure it all detaches during birth so um it's like it's a very common placental abnormality uh and can be like a leading cause for retained placenta post-birth. So that is good to know. Uh, The other thing that they discovered was that my cervix is rather short. Um, It was measuring at 21 millimetres. And I think the benchmark is like the lowest that they'd kind of like to see it is 25 millimetres. So I'd stopped the progesterone pessaries at 25 weeks because I just had enough of the symptoms that I was having and I was also mentally at a point where I was just comfortable not not taking it anymore being past that 24 week mark um but no I've been instructed by the medical professionals to go back on it so back on the progesterone pessaries now, it doesn't lengthen the cervix, but it does help stabilise it. So hopefully that will at least get me to a point where we're getting, you know, to the later stages of the 30, 35, 37, maybe even hit 40 weeks. I'm not quite sure yet what the actual plan is for birth. I have an obstetrician appointment next week, so that will be a little bit more telling and... Yeah, I can hopefully start planning for when I'm going to go on mat leave and that kind of thing because everything's just been really up in the air, dependent on these other scans. So um, my GP is pushing for a scan like uh, be 30 weeks. Don't know whether that's going to go ahead. The hospital was happy to leave it the four weeks, um, but my GP was more of the opinion that like if my cervix is still shortening, it's better to know and better to be prepared so I'm just going to see how it plays out I'm feeling okay about however it does play out I feel like if he was to come crazy early then like we're in the best place for it we've got a really great hospital here um, set up for preemie babies as much as that's not ideal like it would be okay like I'm not stressing about it um and then yeah so every week from here on in i'm just taking it as a bonus so yeah that is that and in this week's episode i'm speaking with jen she is a fertility coach and a and the founder of your pregnancy haven my god i feel like just talking is getting me out of breath so if i do sound a bit breathless it's just because i can't breathe (laughs) Um, I really enjoyed this chat with Jen. She is just a wealth of knowledge and just a beautiful support for women who are not only, you know, trying to conceive, but she helps provide strategies for women, you know, who are in the murky waters of pregnancy after loss. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Leave rating and review if you can to help get this message out uh, to the people who need to hear it and I'll talk to you guys soon oh sorry one thing I have remembered is the Facebook groups are now up and running so this is 
I just wanted to create a space for you guys to come in and more connect with each other because I know there are a lot of you on um, different phases of your journey and like I speak to a lot of you like in just like DM chats and then I'm like oh you would connect so well with this person and I just want to bring you all together so on the Instagram page will be the links I might actually put them in the show notes actually I'll put the links in the show notes for the Facebook groups um, there's like five different groups depending on where you're at in your journey there's just a messy in the middle podcast community page there's um, trying to conceive um, brains turned to mush also this afternoon trying to conceive your pregnancy support group IVF support group miscarriage and baby loss support I think that was it um, but I'll put them all in the show notes anyway so make sure you come and be a part of that it's created for you guys uh, just as an extra little a little you know hub that you guys can come and join and feel loved and supported and less alone on this journey okay enjoy this episode and I will speak to you later all right hi Jen thanks so much for joining me so excited to have you on Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Can we start by finding out a little bit about you and your family? Yeah, absolutely. So I am blessed to be a mum of two beautiful children, Earthside. So Luca is eight years old now and he was born via a surrogate. We, my husband and I, struggled for, for five years to to you know start our family and you know had to go down the path of surrogacy because I was going through unexplained infertility I wasn't getting a lining on my uterus and so we went through IVF but there was nothing further that they could do so we were lucky enough that my husband's sister Renee put her hand up and said that she would have a baby for us so after you know, two years of trying naturally ourselves and three years um, once she had said yes, we struggled a little bit via IVF through that. She had a miscarriage and Luca was, was placed in our arms. Mm. And then I think it was about four weeks later after Luca was born, I got pregnant naturally myself, just oh. out of the blue. And, you know, it was absolutely, like, obviously a shock. Here yeah. I was with the newborn baby and was expecting another one. And, you know, we embraced it. And unfortunately, nine weeks later, I experienced the loss of my own, which was, mm. as you can imagine, absolutely devastating. You know, like we had finally gotten off the roller coaster and had our beautiful baby boy that we had waited and worked towards for five years. And then, you know, we were thrown on it again and given that moment of hope that perhaps I'd be able to carry my own baby. And then yeah. we were thrown off again and it was just completely shocking. Um, so that was probably one of the lowest points in our, in our fertility journey. But we got back up there and, you know, I guess it gave me a little bit of hope then as well because it showed me that perhaps my body could do this because up until then, you know, we'd had so many surgeries and, and exploratory, you know, medications and, and all the sorts of things. And they had kept on saying to us, there's no chance that you're going to have a baby of your own. And here I was, you know, I had gotten pregnant, unfortunately had a loss, mm. but, you know, it, it gave me hope. So six months later, I got pregnant naturally again. And, you know, it was a, it was a scary, obviously a scary nine months. And yeah. after that, we, we've got little Sophie. So Sophie is seven years old now as well. So oh, amazing. Very blessed to have them. Um, and that has led me to do what I do today, which is a fertility coach. So I support women who are trying to conceive you know, who have been consumed by infertility, who are trying to recover from pregnancy loss, 
And I also have a community called Your Pregnancy Haven, which supports women who are pregnant after infertility loss because it's not just a matter of a matter of getting that positive pregnancy test, you know, as you would know, mm. pregnancy after loss or infertility, you know, it's a beast of its own. So yeah, but, you know, we have a beautiful community there providing support and resources and expert advice and you know encouragement and love and connection all of those different things you know over inside your pregnancy haven so it's just such a pleasure to to be a part of as well yeah amazing I will deep dive more into what you do but just rewinding a little bit did you ever get a diagnosis as to why you weren't falling pregnant um to be honest I was on the contraceptive pill for 16 years in mm-hmm. a row yeah. and looking back now you know my husband and I were 33 when we started trying to conceive which you know looking back in hindsight is not that old but mm. you know and you know when you speak to, to fertility doctors and everything like that it's, it's always blamed on your age you started too late um so I didn't have a fantastic cycle after I went off the pill, which, you know, it's not surprising. So for 16 mm. years, I manipulated my cycle and then all of a sudden I, I went off the pill and expected it to just kind of click back to into normal. So I didn't have a regular period. Obviously, age wasn't on my side. And um, so we went, you know, Craig sperm wasn't fantastic. I mean, it was still, you know, workable but it wasn't wasn't fantastic. So we went down the path of IVF and then in our first cycle, they discovered that the lining on my uterus just wasn't thickening up to the way that they would want it to. Yeah. So that was that was the main issue that they were trying to solve for me. And you hadn't had any previous surgeries? How do we thicken that lining? Yeah. I had had um, a couple of let's procedures for um, cervical, you know, like some some ab- yeah. an abnormal or abnormal Yeah, but apart from that, I hadn't had any, you know, surgeries, any issues. I never suffered from a, you know, like painful periods or anything like that. So. You know, we spent a couple of years with fertility specialists trying to, you know, trying everything from Viagra mm. petrol therapy. I went to a homeopath, tried different diets and just nothing. We just couldn't figure it out. We couldn't mm. figure out why I wasn't getting the lining. Hence the final diagnosis of you're just going to have to use a surrogate. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose back then PRP wasn't really a thing either, was it? You're not with that. Okay, so P- PRP is when um, they take your blood and separate the plasma from it and then re-inject it into the lining of your uterus. Um, also very popular with like, they're called vampire facials. So it's help, it helps to like rejuvenate the, the, I guess, collagen and the skin and everything. Um, and it's... I think I've heard of that with your egg reserve as well or the quality of your eggs but yeah back then I mean it wasn't it wasn't an option for us so it mustn't have been back there and we're talking like you know it was probably about 10 maybe 14 years ago yeah I don't know whether my math's correct but yeah it was a while ago (laughs) yeah yeah I think it's still relatively new especially in the fertility space um I've only come across it since being diagnosed with Asherman so that's how I know about it but yeah, super interesting mm-hmm. that you haven't had any previous trauma to your uterus yet your lining wasn't getting thick enough to sustain a pregnancy, although it obviously did eventually. Yeah, absolutely. Just one yeah. of those mysteries. Devastating mysteries because that is a long time to to fight for for your kids. But so beautiful of your husband's sister to to offer to carry your son for you. How did that having her as a surrogate and not being able to carry a child of your own at the time it was it was so complicated because on one hand you know it was beautiful and we were so very grateful 
But on the other hand, you know, like my personality is very type A. I like to be in control and, you know, I like things done the way that I've had pictured them. You know, I'm very, Mm. you know, very particular. And so having to hand over control to someone else was really tough. Yeah. And, you know, and she, you know, and she's so such a beautiful person as well. She felt guilty every time she went for a scan and we couldn't be there or she felt a kick and we weren't experiencing it either. Mm. So it was like, it, it was just such a complicated journey because as I said, on one hand, it's beautiful, but on the other hand, you know, we were, I, I was grieving, you know, yeah. I was grieving the fact that I wasn't going, getting to, to feel kicks or experiencing you know all of the things that I had dreamed of for so for so long you know when when we dream of having children we never like we always dream of ourselves being pregnant never you know handing that job over to someone else so yeah it was it was was beautiful but also painful at the same time how did you cope what were your coping mechanisms and were you getting any outside help like for your emotional state Look, I wish that I could have a beautifully crafted answer and say, look, I concentrated on my mindset and I went and saw a fertility coach and I ticked all of the boxes and I looked after my mental health. We just survived. You know, Mm. I, I was just very head down. Let's get through this. I was of the attitude that I'll heal when we get pregnant or I'll heal and look after my mental health when Mm. we get on the other side Mm. and looking back that wasn't the healthiest strategy to employ hence why I'm doing what I'm doing now because it doesn't just go away you know that grief and the trauma just compounds so in terms of strategies that I was doing back then I guess the one thing that I did that really I felt worked was um, it must have been, it was a few years into it, you know, Renee was out, you know, we were going through IVF cycle after IVF cycle with Renee, our surrogate. Yeah. And what, I had a girlfriend who was doing a, like a half marathon and she said to me, why don't you do this, this with me? And at the time I was like, oh God, I don't like running. <laughs> but I decided that, I I wanted to run a half marathon and so my husband and I trained for that for about six months and eventually did a half marathon we flew down to Canberra and we did that and and I really feel like that was probably that was the saving grace for me because it gave me purpose I had never been stronger in terms of you know my fitness and my body and it just it like it, it gave it, it empowered me because yeah. by that stage I was just feeling so worthless and depleted and unworthy of absolutely everything. You know, infertility tends to knock your your confidence, you know, mm. and your trust in your body about so so harshly. So it just it gave me a little bit more control back. It gave gave me a little bit more of a life back because. I was consumed by then. So, so yes, having said that, like, that's probably the one thing that I, that I did that I was kind of like, I'm so glad that I did that because, mm. you know, in the midst of our training, we found out that she was, was pregnant and that was the pregnancy that resulted in Lucas. So, you know, whatever you believe in, you know, all of a sudden we go and things happened, but, but, you know, it was at that stage that, that we got pregnant with Lucas. So yeah, I'm just, I'm glad that we did that. I don't yeah. that's why I think that it's just important to have goals outside your fertility journey or your pregnancy journey to be able to fall back on so that you can still get that sense of purpose and self-worth outside of it. Oh, definitely. I couldn't agree more. And I think I've noticed that especially with this pregnancy versus my pregnancy with my son because um, I, I had my son following a loss 
and I never had the time to grieve that loss. I just was straight into another pregnancy and I suffered prenatal depression through the first trimester and then postnatal depression after his birth. Um, and looking back, I can see how, like, you just get so tunnel vision because that's your goal of having this baby. There was obviously so much anxiety around it, even though the first loss was very early. And then this pregnancy is following a missed miscarriage, which I personally feel is so much worse um, than a spontaneous for your mindset. And I've really had to focus on other things in order to keep my anxiety at bay and get through, especially the first trimester. Mm, absolutely. And yeah. distraction, distraction is key on this journey of like mm. during pregnancy, but it is the hardest thing to achieve while you're pregnant as well because you are living inside of it. You know, yes. it's not like you can, you know, our partners can can go off and do something else and not not be distracted and be able to take their mind off it. Yeah. But this is happening inside of your body. Yeah. Every twinge, every time you put something in your mouth, you are like wondering, like, is this safe? Or anytime you're putting something on your body, you're wondering, is, is this safe? Or anytime you stand up too fast, did I, did I screw things up? Or if you have a bath, was it too hot? You know, like you are on hyper alert the whole yes. time. So yeah. distraction, you know, is something that I'm like, please do it. But also understand that it is really hard to fully distract yourself. I think sometimes, mm. you know, one of the biggest, the best strategies is, you know, trying to break it down rather than looking at your pregnancy. You know, if you've just, just gotten pregnant, and kind of going, oh my goodness, how am I going to get through the next nine months? Breaking it down and going, okay, what what's the first milestone that I have to get to? Okay, let's yeah. just do the first blood draw. I have yeah. to get to that. How am I going to get through the next week? You know, yeah. and then once you get to that, like, okay, what's the next? The next blood draw. How do I get through the next six months? So kind of breaking it down into smaller bite-sized chunks. Otherwise, it's just it's too overwhelming. You it know, is. yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. So where where along your journey did you did you realize that there was obviously something missing and you came up with the idea to become a fertility coach? Where did that come from? Um well, it I didn't become a fertility coach until after Luca and Sophie were like you know, were probably 3 or 4 and yeah, okay. You know, I was looking for something that, you know, I was an accountant at the time. So I was the CFO up at Australia Zoo and I was just looking for something that, that gave me more purpose. And, you know, I would speak to people about our fertility journey. And when I told people, like, just you know, the effect that it had on them was incredible. And then they would start opening up to me about their journey. And I just found such power in being able to talk about it because we just don't talk about it enough. Mm. And there was visible relief on their face, you know, when you know, it's not, while we wouldn't wish this on anyone else, you know, there's a there's power in that whole value of me too you know like that happened to me too like I completely get you and it really connects you so so yeah I you know I guess the first thing I that started it was I decided to to write a book so um and that was part of my healing journey as well so I wrote a book called The Injustice of Infertility and you know and that is my that's my truth and so for me, a lot of my healing came in sharing my story on that. And I was able to look back at all of the things that I had endured and lived through. And, you know, it was painful and confronting to, mm. to write it and relive it. But it, it showed me that I could see it in a different light as well. And from there, it's just it's just kind of grown. You know, a book has grown into it grew into a Facebook group, and then it and then it grew into an Instagram account, and then it you know like and then it grew into a community, and it's just 
it's been a ride, but it's been so, so rewarding, you know, yeah. just to be able to speak openly about these things that are, are considered taboo, you know. And, yeah. and in my journey, I just felt so alone because back then, there, like I wasn't on Instagram and there weren't the big Facebook groups or anything like that. So it was such an isolating journey because I really didn't know anyone else who had been going through all of this as well. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's completely a, it's different time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, completely absolutely. different time when you're going through it, like so much more isolating than what it is now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and having, but having said that, you know, like there were pluses as well. I, I wouldn't open up my phone and see pregnancy announcements as, mm. as much as you probably do now. Um, so there weren't that many triggers, but it was more, you know, face-to-face pregnancy announcements and things like that. So, yeah. So yes, there's there's true power in um, in community, and you know, especially over on Instagram, I feel like that's kind of where everyone everyone hangs out. There. Yeah. And can you tell us a bit more about what you offer as a coach? Yeah, absolutely. So my passion is one-on-one coaching. So um, I just love working with women and, you know, working through all of the different aspects of infertility, whether it's triggers of pregnancy announcements, whether it's unsolicited advice or insensitive comments or, you know, how to how to reframe your thoughts and how to take back control of your mm. life and stop being so consumed. So so we work through all of the different aspects, all of the different triggers, and by the end of it, you know, we, we get them to a place where they feel like they have an element of control, or they they feel like they can actually live their life outside of their fertility journey. So. So that's a like an eight-week program that I offer. I also have like a, a four-week online program as well um, focused on fertility, which is called the Lighthouse Project. Okay. So that's just a beautiful little introduction that they can have there. Um, and then I also mentioned that I have my book as well, The Injustice of Infertility, that's available for purchase. But, uh, but yeah, so that's the fertility side of things in terms of coaching. And then, as I said before, we've got Real Pregnancy Haven as well. Yeah, tell me a bit more about that. Oh my goodness, I love it. I love seriously love this community. It is it's filled with amazing women, and you know it started off just as a, a little a, you know a little project because I was coaching you know my coaching clients and they were getting pregnant and then there was just nowhere for them to go mm. and pregnancy after loss is different so you know like you you almost feel like you're triggered by the normal pregnancy groups and communities because you know they've been through a different journey they they have that innocence that oh my goodness let's celebrate a positive pregnancy test because this you know this is going to result in a baby and so it's completely different you know Pregnancy after loss is still being triggered by pregnancy announcements. It's still being triggered by pregnant bellies. It's, you know, feeling so much guilt because, you know, you fought so hard to get here and yet you feel more scared than excited. It's, you know, it's like we don't have support around us. So we don't we don't blend in with the normal pregnancy groups. And, you know, if you've gone through pregnancy loss or infertility, those communities you can't find solace in those anymore because, you know, you don't want to be triggered and you don't want to be reminded of, of you know, loss and infertility and all of that. So yeah. I created it because there was that gap, you know, and I would see my clients get pregnant and just be like, okay, what do we do now? And so since then it's, it's really grown, you know, we, um, you know, we have the, the chat community, which is probably the place that our members get the most benefit, but I also hold weekly group coaching calls with them as well on Zoom. We have a doula inside of our community, Chelsea. She is absolutely amazing and provides all sorts of, 
you know, tips related to the later stages of pregnancy, you know, preparing for birth and then postpartum as well. Um, once a month, we have a guest expert coming on to our weekly group coaching call just to, you know, to give us a, a bit of advice because when you are pregnant after loss, you just want to Google. And yeah. so Google more than often is not your friend because you go down that Google rabbit hole and next thing you're clicking on this and that and this and that, and you've just self-diagnosed with something. So, you know, this is a place where they can come to the community and actually get the facts. So, you know, they have access to all of the guest interviews that we have ever had. And we've had 30 plus interviews with amazing women from, you know, exercise physiologists to nutritionists to anxiety experts to naturopaths like you name it we've spoken to them so mm. we do that um what else do we do we like every single week they get a receive an email in their inbox just with a little bit of motivation and a little exercise that they can do you know like there's it's a it's a community where they can get tips you know from each other and also a whole heap of resources as well so that you don't have to go out into the big wide world and try to navigate their way through all of these things you know our doula also um, holds fortnightly coaching calls herself and must have been about maybe uh, it was six months ago we actually created a new um, aspect of it so our members you know, once they have their baby, like it's, you know, postpartum mm. after infertility or loss as well, you know, and it's, yeah. and, and so our members kind of got to that stage where they're like, we, we don't want to leave, you know, <laughs> so we created a postpartum community as well and a whole heap of resources, you know, and obviously we have our doula there who is also a lactation consultant and, you know, helps with sleep patterns and, and stuff like that um, on there. And then, you know, for the women, unfortunately, who were going through loss as well, you know, like when they'd suffer a loss, like I, we didn't want them to do that walk of shame, you know, like they still need support. So we have opened another realm of it as well. And so we now we have, you know, a grief and, and healing um, chat community as well. And there's a few women in there as well. It's just it's one of those things that's grown and evolves over time and you know it's so interesting like we also um, publish a monthly magazine as well um, which was just sent out August which has a whole lot of articles and tips and resources and you know inspirational quotes and, and funny moments from the chat and you know so yeah. it's not it's not a place where you know, we just we just always talk about our feelings, or we don't we don't tend to not talk about loss because obviously, you know, like you you want to focus on how do we get to the next stage. So it's very much a forward facing. But mm. we've been joined throughout our losses as well, and yeah. you know, we we have a lot of laughs in terms of you know pregnancy. It's just weird. So, you know. Lots of probably too much information, but lots of food conversations, yeah. lots of you know cervical mucus conversations, mm. lots of sex conversations, anything you can think of, we we talk about it. There's no no such thing as as too much information. So we have fun, but you know I guess the premise is that you get support no matter where you are on your journey because it really is tough. I love that so much because you're so right in every aspect there that you have the phase that you go through when you're trying to conceive or you've suffered through loss and then you fall pregnant and then it is a whole other minefield. And, yes, then you have your baby. That's another phase again. And, yeah, I, I love what you've created there. There is literally something for everyone on every stage of their journey. Mm, yeah look and it's just it it seriously is an honor to you know to be a part of it you know and it's just like the and the friendships that these ladies form you know like are just absolutely incredible you know like our ladies who have graduated from the postpartum community whose babies are almost celebrating you know like their six month or, or you know um eight months along 
and they're still keeping contact with each other and that's just beautiful to be able to to see and to have had the privilege in creating those relationships yeah it must be so rewarding for you Mm, yeah yeah you know I want to help more people you know I like because there are so many of us that go through it and and we suffer in silence Mm -hmm. and you know we just figure I'll just suck it up and I'll just white knuckle it and and get through it and you know absolutely you can get through it by yourself but it's a lot more fun and it's a lot easier and it's a lot more rewarding to do it with other people as well and you know what we pride ourselves on is like you know supporting women so that they can lean into hope because mm-hmm. you want to be able to enjoy your journey you don't want to be sitting there and feeling fear the whole time so you know we have a thing where where you know if we if we go for a scan and it works out well, we celebrate, you know, and and we try to ride that wave of relief for as long as we can by by taking actions and steps and leaning into it and sharing and talking about it and writing it down because I think that that's really important as well. You know, you deserve to have a pregnancy filled with, with joy and excitement and all of the other emotions that... Yeah you know, that other people get to have. And while you may not be able to feel that all of the time, I think that it's important that we create those moments as well. Yeah, for sure. I don't, I, I'm, I've spoken to women on this podcast who have gone through their whole pregnancy just being a massive ball of anxiety. And I wasn't sure how I was going to be. And the first trimester, I definitely was. But I'm so grateful that I have been able to ease into it because this could very well be my last. I'm, I'm not sure yet. Um, but I wanted to, you know, to honour this baby and honour my body for what it's doing because we've come a long way and it's been quite a journey to get here. And, yeah, if you can kind of have that assistance to flip your mindset so you're not just focused on the fear it, it does make a world of dis- difference and it is like you're pregnant for such a long time, you need to be able to enjoy parts of it as well and not just be fearful for nine months. Uh, absolutely. You know, and, and nine months is a really long time to spend like holding your breath and mm. that's essentially essentially what, what you're doing. So, yeah, we provide so many different tips and you know reframes of your mindset oh I'm feeling like this let's help let, what can we do to, to see it in a different way because once when you're inside that you know and it is a trauma response once you're inside that you know and there's so many triggers as well like the whole like you know like a boob grab like constant like I remember I was constantly like sweeping my breasts just to make yeah. sure okay they're still right excellent that's a really good sign or yeah. going to the bathroom like the whole wipe and check and you know, anytime we see a, a spot of blood, like it's completely triggering. So there's so many triggers that put us into that fight or flight response that, you know, it helps to have someone external to the situation who gets it, you know, because a lot of the time, you know, like our partner might be like, oh, it's fine. Stop worrying, you know, we're mm. our loved ones. And we're like, I just want you to feel hopeful or And those comments, while well-meaning, they're just not helpful. So I just find that getting the support from people who get it, you know, and and we tend to receive advice from people who have been in the trenches as well. You know, if someone tries to give us advice who, who hasn't suffered a loss or experienced infertility or anything like that, you know, it, it's not it's not received because our initial response is like, don't tell me what to do. Like, mm. how would you know how this feels? Whereas, you know, when there's other women who have been through it, like you tend to open yourself up. And when they are saying to you, hey, put some shoes on and go for a walk, or this is what this happened to me the other day. So, you know, this is what I did. And, and it can really jolt you out of it because sometimes you'll just sit there spinning and spinning and spinning in your own stress 
And it's not until you message the group, and, and this is what a lot of them do, they'll message the group and go, I'm really stressed right now. And someone will go, oh, I, I, this, there's a new TV show that I'm watching at the moment. It is so hilarious. And they'll go, great, I'll go and watch that, you know, or this is the book that I'm reading at the moment, or, you know, I did this, I did that, you know, and that's where we can get the suggestions and the support for each other. Of, oh, well, here are some tangible things that you can do to get yourself out of that stress response and that stress cycle, you know, so that you're not sitting there spinning and spinning and, you know, like going down that spiral. Yeah. And do you have strategies that you put in place for your clients to deal with certain triggers that come up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we we set up various routines for them. A lot of it is mindset work, you know, and mm. as part of the coaching that I do and, you know, with your pregnancy haven as well, like they have access to me via a messenger app so that they can come in at any point in time when they are being triggered and, you know, and be able to to reach out and vent and say this is happening to me and then you know we can we can talk them off the ledge so a lot of it is self-talk a lot of it is like I'm just gonna say affirmations but like I hate that connotation of like just receive an affirmation these are more like let's let's see what the facts are here you know and I have a client at the moment who is in her two-week wait and you know, and, and we had a call today and we were, we were going through, okay, what are the facts of the situation? And the facts are that you ovulated, you had sex at the right time. The facts are that you are taking, doing a protocol, you know, that you have done everything that you need to do, that there is nothing that you can do right now. You know, so it is, it's really like talking yourself down and going, okay, let's focus on the facts here rather than creating that story around mm-hmm what if, what could be, you know, what other people are thinking, all of those different things. So, so there's, you know, there's the strategies that we can employ while they're in the stress cycle, but there's also the strategies that we can apply so that you feel more emotionally resilient, you know, like our ability to be able to respond to a trigger rather than react to it, you know, and it depends on where our energy level is sitting. And when I talk about energy, it's not about physical energy to get up and, you know, go for a walk. It's more about your emotional energy. Yeah. And, you know, I know myself personally that I am running low on energy when I am when I'm snappy, when my mindset starts wandering, when I can't sleep at night. Like those for me are the triggers that I need to do some work on my emotional energy, you know, so we always work through okay like like what's what are some things that you need to do to to fill up your energy bucket and that might be you know for me it's going for a walk along the beach it's having a warm bath it is shutting off from social media for a while it is reading a book it's sitting there with a cup of you know tea and sitting outside in the sunshine you know those are the things that that fills me up and so with all of my clients, this is what we do as well. Like we create the strategies around how do we prevent the triggers from happening so that, you know, we can't always prevent them, but how do we make it so that the fall, you know, you don't fall down as hard and stay there for as long as you normally would, you know, like mm. like we work on ways so that they can, they know exactly what they need to do before it happens to bring themselves out and you know for me that preparation I find it's really it's really helpful you know knowing knowing that you're actually doing something because I think a lot of the time on this journey a lot of the stuff is is out of our control and for a lot of us you know especially after a loss you realize how little you do have control over so this you know like when we're taking actual steps it makes us feel like oh I do have an element of control you know whether it's through the coaching when you're trying to conceive or whether it is through your pregnancy haven sometimes just being able to go okay I am doing this for my mental health or I'm doing this for my for my physical health like I am doing this you know to be able to get through it you know and that can really help you just feel like you've got a little bit more control in what you're doing and that you're actually doing something to help yourself. Yeah, honestly, I think um, 
one of the most valuable things of enlisting the the help of a coach is getting that um, like real time assistance when you're spiraling. That that's absolutely game changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's hard to be able to to do it yourself because once you're you know the way that our brain works is that once you're in that stress response your logic the logical part of your brain completely switches off Mm. you know and so there there is no like logic has completely left the building so even though you know you might be spinning just me being able to or someone being able to say to you just just go outside go outside and go for a walk and and someone's like, oh yeah, yes, 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 I can do that. You know that that really helps. Or you know, let's just breathe for five minutes. You know, to to help you get back and tap into your parasympathetic nervous system. You know, mm-hmm. those are the things that can can really help. But it is hard when you're in the middle of it. You know, it's hard to be able to coach yourself or talk yourself down. Yeah, hundred percent, it is. Yeah, I've used a coach. I used a coach actually um, when I was going through um, the postpartum depression, um, and he was just like he was on speed dial so often. And I I saw him for quite a while, and through our sessions, I'd be like, I don't know how I'm going to do life without you, because he was there whenever I was like emotionally heightened and not coping with with life. But the beauty of having a coach is like you give people the power to be able to help themselves. And when they're in the thick of it, it may, it, you may not be able to see that light at the end of the tunnel where I am going to be able to do this without outside assistance. But eventually you get there and you're like, wow, I've grown so much because this person was there by my side to help guide me through. Yeah, and you summed it up perfectly. You know, coaching is empowering, you know. And like I when I was on my fertility, I mean, the reason I became a fertility coach instead of like a counselor or a therapist or anything like that was because, you know, my my personality, like I want to do something, you know, I don't want to sit and just talk about this stuff. You know, like I like I want some tangible strategies and you know, and talk therapy is is very effective. But for me on my journey, you know, I went and saw a counselor and I just didn't find it very helpful at all. In fact, it just it just it did built built the resentment and the frustration and the anger inside of me because I just kept on thinking, you have no idea how this feels, you know. Yeah. So so for me you know, being a fertility coach, as you said, it is empowering. It is teaching them strategies to not just deal with the path that they're on. You know, this isn't just about learning about how to deal with infertility or going through an IVF cycle or, you know, how to deal with pregnancy loss or pregnancy after loss. This is teaching them life skills, you know, Mm. that you need just in, like, you know, when you are raising your babies or just in life or, you know, like we talk about setting boundaries and you need that in life, you know, like with work, with every aspect, with family, with friends, like you need that, you know. So we talk about so many different things and especially about how, like, how do we prioritise our, our own needs? Because, you know, as women, we we don't do that, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not seen as or it's not promoted as something that we should do you know we talk about it we post instagram posts about it but as soon as someone does it like there's a million other people that can't jump on top of them and go oh how selfish oh it's nice for you to be able to put yourself first so you know this like i I think that we all need to learn those kind of life skills and that's what the coaching does you know it sets you up for for life really you know so it's teaching them life skills but with a like an infertility or you know, pregnancy twist to it as well. Uh, where can people find you and get your book? Because I want to get that too. <laughs> um, you can find me over on Instagram. That's kind of where I hang out and post the most. So um, I have an infertility account called Ms. Jennifer Robertson. And I have 
have your pregnancy haven on Instagram as well. And also you can, you can see my website by the same name as well. My website for Jennifer Robertson is jenniferrobertson.co and um, your pregnancy haven is yourpregnancyhaven.co as well. And in terms of my book, um, you can get it from any of the major online book retailers. It's called The Injustice of Young Fertility. So if you just search that, um, it's available on Amazon and all the other places as well. Amazing. I'm a real bookworm. I've <laughs> I stopped for a while there um, because, you know, you have kids and you don't have any time for yourself anymore. But now I'm really getting back into reading again. So I'm going to add that to my list. Beautiful. Yeah, I think that we go through stages, don't we, where it just kind of like it, it falls off the radar. And I think yeah. sometimes when we are, you know, we're not, we're, we're kind of lacking that um, emotional resilience, you know, and like it's just too much, like having to focus and, and read a book, you know, you can find yourself like just reading the same line over and mm. over and over again, whereas you know, like just sitting there and watching a Netflix series, it's, it's a lot better. But, you know, yeah. like if you're if you're to that stage now where you're like, you know what, I can actually sit and read a book and focus, like well yeah. done. Look, yeah. look at you. Look <laughs> at you getting out the other side. I know, right? <laughs> I'm very much hoping that with this baby I can prioritise myself a little bit better than I did the first time round. It's all a big learning curve, I reckon. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and I and I will say this to you: give yourself a whole lot of grace. You know, you're about to to go through another transition with your family, and with that, unfortunately, comes a lot of guilt and pressure that we put on ourselves. So when that guilt comes up, that you know you're not paying enough attention to your toddler and you know as opposed to new babies then I'm just I'm gonna say you're an amazing mom and it's tough and it's not because you're doing it wrong or you're failing it's that you know like it, it's all hard it's mm. all really hard and we're all just doing the best that we can yes thank you so much and I've really enjoyed our chat me too. <laughs> I'll put all your links on in the show notes um, and I'll tag you on everything in Instagram so that people can find you easily because I think you are just such a valuable resource for people to have. And, yeah, I really hope people get on and check out your page and what you do and what you have to offer. Beautiful. Thank you so much. It's It's been a pleasure. And thank you. You know, thank you for the work that you do as well. You know, you're you're providing a voice and you're providing a platform so that, that women, you know, don't have to go through this alone. So yeah, well thank done you. There. Thank you to you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Messy in the Middle. My main goal for creating this podcast is to ensure other women going through the struggles of infertility and baby loss don't feel alone along this very isolating journey. I want to be able to reach as many women as possible and in order for me to do this I would really appreciate if you could subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes and Spotify. Also if you have any feedback or suggestions of what you'd like to hear please get in contact with me through the Messy in the Middle Instagram page. Sending you so much love and strength on your journey to baby.